All right, intro to the Meredith Mahan recap or replay, sorry. In three, two, one. Ahoy hoy, Wagoneers. Yes, it's another replay because we are enjoying the last of our holiday break, just like you, but it's one of my very favorites. Definitely in the top 75. This is the show where Christy and I get to know Meredith Mayhem, Eminem, Mahan, Spaghetti, Mayhan. But first, I want to give you all an update on what's going on with us here in Austin because I know it's been a while and not all of you are Facebook friends with Emily. So here goes. Last summer, Emily was diagnosed with a grade 2 oligodendroglioma, which is a slow-growing brain cancer that had taken over most of her right frontal lobe. She had surgery to remove as much of it as possible at the end of September, and it was a success in that they were able to get about 98% of the tumor. She lost no mental or physical function and has made a more or less complete physical recovery at this point. Because this is a particularly slow-growing cancer, she likely had it for many years, possibly over 20 years. So the function that had been in the right frontal lobe had constantly been transferring over to the left. The last 2% of the cancer, though, is problematic as it is too close to the center of her brain for surgery. It's too close to where motor function is. So that's why we are now fighting that last bit of the cancer. She is going, Emily is going into the third week of a six-week radiation treatment, which will be followed by a year of chemotherapy. She has no significant side effects yet, but we know they are coming, hair loss and all that stuff. She's very strong, though, and will no doubt get through it with the grace and humor that has gotten her this far. Uh, She asked me to say the following. She is currently the hottest person in the radiation oncology office. She brushes her own teeth. She accessorizes well. She will occasionally load the dishwasher. She makes her own cookies, and she even made a traditional New Year's lunch. So that's where she's at. Thank you all for your support since this started in early August. Everything you have done for us has been very much appreciated. And speaking of what the listeners have done, I'm here to tell you about a listener who had become a good friend to Emily and me over the last six months. By the time we had Meredith on the LRB, I already considered her a friend. Then she was just so natural and relaxed and funny on the microphone that we decided to ask her to come aboard Uh, the LRB team. Since then, she has not only been great on the show, but she has hosted me and Emily for the 2000th show party. She's helped get Cullen home from college a couple times when Emily was going through the worst of the cancer ordeal. She's just a great person. So please listen to this episode and get to know Meredith all over again. I know you'll love her as much as I do and the LRB crew does. So we'll see you on Friday with some new, fresh content. We promise. Happy New Year, Wagoneers. Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon. We are the twice-weekly podcast dedicated to celebrating the imaginary radio show, Too Beautiful to Live. On Mondays, we give you a recap of the previous week's shows, but this is our Saturday show where we have a guest on to talk about their experiences with the show and also play and discuss their favorite segment in TVTL history. I can't do this all by myself, so producer-engineer Jeremy is lurking nearby, and our editor Bobby Pape waits for the tape. And as always, I'm joined on the air by the most perfect 10 I know, the freshly engaged Christy Wise. Hello, C. Wise. <laughs> Hello, Mike. <laughs> All right. Tonight, um, we have one thing that, that we must discuss because we have a guest on tonight who the reason I came to know this person was because of the topic. Uh, her name is Meredith Mahan. Hello, Meredith. Hello, Mike. Hi, Christy. Hello. We are. We will play her favorite clip in TBTL history. Actually, probably her second or third favorite because we've already <laughs> covered um, a couple of her favorites. We'll let everyone know how to get involved, and then there's a little bit of housekeeping to do tonight. But let's get right into must discuss. Uh, Meredith, I don't remember how long ago it was. It must have been right around the time we did the show, Chris, where Christy and I did not listen to the show, and then just did a recap of TBTL based on what we heard. <laughs> through the Stens page for the most part. And I think you got in touch with me 
after that happened, basically to show support because we were coming under some fire from some uh, <laughs> some stands over taking things to negative town. But you you came in uh, a little bit publicly, but mostly you just sent me a message and said, you know, keep fighting the good fight, and you know, you called out a few people in private, of course, <laughs> to me that were that were um, getting your goat on the Stens page. Um, were you, did you feel as frustrated as Christy and I did? Um, I mean, were we speaking for you and others, do you think, at that point? You you absolutely were. It, it was, a, I had such high hopes, and I still do, for the, for the Stens page. <laughs> and I think it could be a really great, fun place. Um, I, I don't know what the answer is, though. I don't know what the solution is. Um, it was just kind of getting overrun. It was turning into, I don't know, three or four people's personal Facebook pages, mm-hmm. right? Um, mm-hmm. and, and I think probably moderation is maybe the, maybe the answer there. I'm not, I'm not sure, but it was getting a little bit annoying and I was starting to think maybe I should unfollow it, but I was like, no, I love tens. I love the vast mm-hmm. majority of tens. I don't want to unfollow it. And so I was just getting frustrated. Like I would see so many posts and I would get so kind of grumpy about it. And so I, I felt like, I think the reason I messaged you, Mike, is because I was like, he'll probably understand my frustration. <laughs> <Absolutely>. And <laughs> so I was like, I just need to unload on somebody. And Mike's sure. probably a good person to do that. Well, the the moderation part, we really did try. Things changed after that week and that now all the posts come to us for moderation. And I... After about a week, I just gave up, and I just started approving everything and approving everyone to post all the time. So, you know, and, and I decided to be, to just, you know, be happy about it. Just, if it's going to burn, let it burn. Um, Christy is not quite so zen about it yet, I don't think. Christy, I mean, you still get... I say let it burn. But you still get pretty angry, though. It's, yeah, it's almost to the point where I don't even look at Facebook anymore. It's ruined my life. Oh. <laughs> I mean, what was it one day I said, if it was a place, I'd burn it to the ground. Mm. But here's the thing. You're an admin. Do you want to get out of that? Should we try to get you out of that? Uh, I, I don't know. If it's making your life miserable. I, yeah. Yeah. Well, how would Jeff Van Vonderen say it? <laughs> Is it making your life unmanageable? <laughs> or what does Adam Corolla yeah. say? Does it make you happy? Does it make you money? And it doesn't do any either of those things. So maybe you should let it go. I don't know. Yeah. Well, because I haven't really, I used to be on Facebook more just in general, and I would have to approve all these, decide to approve all these messages that come through, Mm -hmm. because that was the first decision after we did our episode was to maybe make it so Mike, Mike or I have to approve everything that comes through, which just made it more, just made me more mad. Well, and what happens too is, and, and we experienced this. You will actually come across a post like there was one post that was just someone who, linking to a friend's like uh, um, what are those things called? Uh, GoFundMe, GoFundMe or things, whatever. You know? whatever yeah, for for whatever whatever project they had going, it wasn't even theirs. It was a friend's, and and then you deny it, and then you get into a thing because the person then messages you and says, mm-hmm. "Why the hell?" You know, didn't, and then all of a sudden you're involved in a thing just because you were trying to curate the page a little bit. And now a lot of your time is getting sucked up into that. That's why I found I'm just going to approve everything. And let me tell you, um, we're recording this on Wednesday night. I think 14 out of the last 18 posts that I've approved, and this is probably just in the last two hours, are about Donald Trump. So enjoy, everyone. Just enjoy your Donald (laughs) Trump memes because this is not going to last long. So, all right. That's the only thing. no, we asked to describe him in two words. Like, oh, I've, yeah. I've seen that enough times already today. And the comb over uh, meme, and that one's been on there at least seven times. Um, I actually don't blame anyone anymore for not scrolling down because you can't who – has, who has that kind of time? I used to say just scroll down a little bit and see if someone's posted it. But now there are so many posts that um, I say post away, folks. Go for it. If you like to post things and not get any comments while it gets buried under a, a morass of other posts, that's the place for you. So I don't want to bitch about that anymore. We have Meredith on to celebrate TVTL and her experiences with it. Meredith, you live in Dallas now, right? And you're formerly yes. in Detroit? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and, and I know you've been involved with the, the show before in a number of ways, but I will turn it over now to Christy to, um, to get the details out of you. 
Hello, Meredith. Hi, Christy. How are you? I'm well. How are you? <laughs> Good. Um, okay. So what, how did you learn about TBTL? Because you were from Detroit, right? Yeah, well, sort of. I grew up on the west side of Michigan in a city called Grand Rapids, and I went to school there, and I finished, and I moved to Detroit because of my husband. Um, and so he grew up in the city of Detroit, and I don't have the street smarts to necessarily survive in actual Detroit. <laughs> so when I moved there, he was like, okay, we need to live somewhere that's not quite Detroit, but he didn't want to move too far away. So we moved mm -hmm. to a northern suburb. Like the, I'm sure you've heard of Eight Mile, right? Yes. So we bought a house yes. at about eight and a half mile. Okay. So okay. we could walk down the street, look around the corner, and see Detroit, but we weren't in Detroit. <laughs> Did you see RoboCop at any point? Did you, was he wandering when around? When I was – no. He he didn't make any appearances. It was weird. I was expecting that when I moved there, but no. <laughs> um, so uh, we bought a house in – I think it was like May of 2010, and I had always been an NPR listener. My parents forced me to listen to NPR a lot when I was a kid. Like, they're, they're, they weren't the kind of parents who let me listen to New Kids on the Block in the car. It was, like, opera music or All mm -hmm. Things Considered. Those mm -hmm. were our options. So I was always listening to NPR, and eventually as I grew up, I, I came to love it on my own, and I was an avid wait, wait listener. And so, of course, I heard Luke one day. They mentioned the podcast, and I had just bought this house, and I had tons of podcasting time you know i had tons of stuff to do around the house where i needed something to listen to something to kind of entertain me so i thought well i'll check this out and uh it turned out to be just something that really kind of clicked with me immediately it was like this is something kind of npr ish but people who are my age you know mm -hmm. what i mean it was less mm -hmm. stuffy than like diane ream or, scott uh, simon so, yeah yeah and so it was just it was it was fun and smart and entertaining and I kind of got hooked right away. So you were not a Bryant Park project person; you were a Wait Wait person. Yes. And when did you come in on TBTL? Um, was it in the radio days? And how far back did you go? It was definitely podcast days, and I don't think I went back very far at all. I think I started maybe, I you know, say I started I I found out about them on like a Sunday. And I probably went to the beginning of that previous week and probably listened to a week. And then I just was off to the races. I never really went back, which I probably should do. So I haven't listened to a lot of those old ones unless they've been reruns. Mm. And which which episode do you think turned you into a 10? It's really sealed the deal. <laughs> so there was an episode. It was pro I don't remember pinpoint exactly, but... Um, the first time they talked about ICP, I was sort of like, well, <laughs> I kind of have to <laughs> listen to this right. forever. Um, and that's kind of a story in and of itself. Um, because you're from the region. You, you were, well, yeah. And so I met my husband when we were teenagers at an ICP um, show, right? Well, almost we, we hadn't, we, <laughs> so he was a little, he was a couple years older than me and he was from actual Detroit. And so he knew about ICP long before I did. Mm -hmm. And he introduced me to them when I was like 14. And, uh, it ended up being my first concert ever concert in quotes awesome. it was an ICP show in the basement of a golf course clubhouse mm -hmm. in Grand Rapids and called Sluggos <laughs> and they covered the walls and the floor in plastic like visqueen oh wow they wrapped all the um, support beams in it, in it and the ceiling was covered and because they knew it was going to happen well when <laughs> you walked into you that show um, did, were you scared I mean did you think Oh, no, I knew exactly what was going to happen. Murder scene? I was okay. very much like I knew exactly their – I knew their scene. I knew their what they were going to do. And so I wore clothes I knew I didn't care about because I was mm -hmm. like, these are going to get stained for sure, like with red Fago. Um, and sure enough, they did. They actually – it was very early on. It was the 90s, and they weren't very popular, so there was probably 50 people there. And I was probably one of, I don't know, two – females there so they had me up on stage and were literally dumping oh, fago on my wow. head so, um, so you're what a waste of so now this oh. your boyfriend at the time right your husband mm -hmm. now but your boyfriend at the time what are your ages then uh well really want to tell you i was he's three years older than me so oh. at the time when you're 14 that's a big deal it's, right? it's i'm yeah. not going to prosecute but what i what, what i'm getting at mm -hmm. is 
you got up on stage. Where is he when this is happening? He was in Detroit. He wasn't there. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yes, I know. It actually, it was fine. It was totally fine. Like, I mean, Luke is always saying this, right? Juggalos are just kind of misunderstood weirdos. They're not scary. (laughs) They're not violent. Like, nobody was – I was with a friend, so I wasn't all by myself. But I didn't feel scared at all. It was a great, great time. I had a blast. Isn't one of their names literally Violent something? Yes, Violent J. Oh, but they're not violent. Not they're in just... reality, no. Oh, okay. They talk about a lot of terrible stuff. Um, but if you – gosh, I hate that I'm saying this. If you really listen to the lyrics, it's violence. You know how they're always talking about on TVTL? Who's the joke on, right? right? right. It's on yeah. the, the person in power or – or whatever. So in this case, the violence is on, they're always railing against bigots for some reason. They have a real problem with bigots, which is fine with me. Um, and so they're always talking about like chopping off the head of rednecks, hmm. things like that. Oh, okay. So like, I don't know. <laughs> no. The thing about it that, it's, really easy, so to, it's to... really easy to pick your targets. If you're chopping off the heads of rednecks, it's just, that's, that's easy. That's like chopping cane because you see the red whoosh, gone. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, I have to ask this. What did your opera-loving parents think about this? It's a pretty big jump. <laughs> well, there's another kind of a mini story behind that, too. So, Christy, I understand your father is gay, right? My yes. dad is, too. Okay. Um, and he, my parents got divorced when I was a little kid, and my dad is a lot more lenient than my mom. And so ICP actually came out with an album in, gosh, I don't know, two. 1998 or something called Tunnel of Love. Um, it was a terrible, disgusting, horrible album. It was mostly about SEX. Sorry, Aiden. Um, and <laughs> Is Tunnel of Love supposed to be a vagina? Yes. yes. Okay. Slash okay. amusement ride, right? That's what the cover was. Actually, there were two covers. Ah. There was a G-rated cover and a very, very X-rated cover. And the G-rated one was two people on the little like swan ride coming out of the tunnel. I thought it was two people behind a, a sheet curtain making love while their kids were on the other side. But <laughs> I guess that's just Aiden's experience. <laughs> <laughs> so they, this album came out, and of course I was completist, and I had to have it. Um, so I went to my local, this was back in the day of compact discs. So I went to the record store and I wasn't 18. And so I wasn't allowed to buy it. They only had the X rated cover. Mm. And I said, Oh, my dad really won't care. I promise you. And he said, well, who's your dad? And I told him, and I happened to have a picture of him in my pocket and he said, Oh, you're right. He won't care. <laughs> wow. <laughs> because and my this dad, was at a record store? Yeah, my dad um, wrote a magazine uh, for the GLBT community in that area, and he distributed it, and, and, and that record store carried his magazine. So they knew him very well. Right. And so it was like kind of like, oh, you're right. He won't care. <laughs> right. You can have it. And so it's a, the album cover is like it's – a, it's a still shot from some terrible uh, porno, I think, with um, Violent J and Shaggy Two Dope's heads photoshopped onto the people. Is so that very uh, much X-rated. is that album in your iTunes? Um, probably, yeah. So I you have repurchased it, it at anymore. some point, or did you? Or did you? Uh, no, I probably imported it. You imported, okay. Just checking. Yep, I don't really so want to give. Did you live money. in? Did you did you live in Detroit at this time, or you moved to Detroit later? I moved on? to Detroit in two thousand nine, so this was all before. Mm-hmm. Um, my hus- my okay. husband and I, my boyfriend at the time, we were long distance, <laughs> like teenage boyfriend girlfriend which meant that just mm-hmm. we talked on the phone a lot that's all it meant we didn't have cars we couldn't go see each other which is probably for the best mm-hmm. a lot of instant messenger mm-hmm. i had a long distance boyfriend in detroit too what in 1995 it cost a lot huh it it was it was a lot my dad works for the airline so i got to go out there a couple times i actually stayed with him for a month in detroit wow yeah in Detroit, well, Detroit, it. or in a suburb of Detroit? Mm-hmm. It, well, they had recently decided to change its name to sound fancier, but it was 10 Mile. It was between 9 and 10 Mile. Okay. Christy. East Point, they decided to change its name to. Mm-hmm. I have a follow-up question, Christy. Yes? Um, did he ever take you on okay. a date? <laughs> no, actually. <laughs> okay. No, We've learned didn't. this about you. You've never gone on a date? No, I think she. I don't Not, think she understands okay. really Jeremy what a gets date really... is. You can just go out to dinner. No, That's a no, date, no, no, Christy. Yeah, but what I mean is a stranger date where I don't know the person and they they don't know me 
and we go out and it's like get to know you like a, I guess it's called a stranger date or like a first date I've always just been friends with the person and then they become my boyfriend okay I so I've been on dates but just not a a date yeah like you're that. talking about like a like a date from a sitcom or something where someone yeah, sets you up and... <laughs> we're like you're waiting at home for him to come pick you oh. up and then your dad greets him at the door and is angry <laughs> I don't think that really happens well my friends that are on tinder and stuff they go on dates all the time yeah but uh do you want to be them no, you I didn't say that I did. Tinder ever again. <laughs> right. But I try to I try to give dating advice and I always have to say, but I've never actually been on a real date, so I can't remember. Well, really we're kind of to the bottom of it now cuz I I know what you're saying now, but all these months you've been saying, "Oh, I've never been on a date." You've been on plenty of dates. You just haven't been on it like really nervous making like, "Oh, I hope he asks me out." And then you go out and like we're going to yeah, dinner and a movie, and we don't know how it's going to turn out. You've yeah. been on dates where you knew dates. how things was going to turn out. Right, okay. right. Because it, it would just be from, like, friends to it's my boyfriend, right. and then we, you know. So you're complaining about comfortable transitions is really what you're complaining <laughs> I've had too many comfortable right, transitions right, in my life. Right. You want some really <laughs> nervous, sweaty date <laughs> awkward times that's what you really want so yeah if you ever if yeah. if you ever uh decide to put off your engagement that's what you need to do go on some really awful awkward sweaty dates isn't that what they call the bachelorette month where you get to just do whatever you want that's not what it's called and he's right there <laughs> we'll talk shirt. about this later christy right, right. yeah have you ever had a TBTL appearance, like been on the show yourself or a, a letter or email read? Um, I've never show? been on the show, but I've had a few emails, probably several emails. I don't remember them all. I was thinking about this earlier today. Um, I think the first time I was on, again, it was probably ICP related because Luke was talking about Fago one day and he couldn't pronounce it. Do you guys remember this? How can you mispronounce it? How would you? Mispronounce? I don't know. He was, was like, he is saying? it Fago or is it like I go or something. It's, I don't know. Yeah. No. And I was so flabbergasted. I was just like, I have to write in. Like, this is crazy. Right. So I wrote him in and like put a phonetic pronunciation in there. And then he, re- he read Which my email. Which literally is F-A-Y dot right, go. Like, <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, how do That's I your phonetic. More clearly you just, than it already is. You put the dot between the Y and the G and there you go. You have yeah. your it's phonetic. It's So are you... <laughs> Are you a fan of Fago? Not really. No. <laughs> I mean, it's fun to have it sprayed in your face at a as, at a concert. Oh. It really is mm-hmm. kind of fun. Yep. But I don't like to drink. That's it. what I like. <laughs> Carbonated beverages yeah, right in, in my eyes. eyes. It feels That's good. That's what I like. Yep. It's um, as if you just so won a really awful championship. <laughs> that was probably the first time, and 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 that was really a fun feeling because like I had never really had anybody on the radio or the imaginary radio or read anything I ever wrote or said or anything. So that was kind of thrilling. Um, and then, um, let's see the other, I wrote Jen a couple times. Um, and then I did the, do you remember when they were doing the Bing promotion in like the summer of mm-hmm. 2012? Um, yes. I volunteered to do the foraging. There was like a, a thing that was like forage for a meal in mm-hmm. your city. Oh yeah. And, um, I thought, well, that would be fun to do in Detroit, and they probably would enjoy that. Um, so you're forging for what is that called when you go and take all the piping out of a house? Yeah, take stealing the copper out of a house. I don't know, stripping yeah. stripping houses. Yeah. yeah, but in this case, you were hunting for a meal of some kind. I was trying to find edible food, and so what my husband said oh. was like, "What we really should do is find some urban hipsters' garden and eat all their heirloom tomatoes." But yeah. let's go and see if we can find some actual food. And so he was he agreed to be my chaperone because I'm. As I've said before, I'm not very street smart, and so he didn't want me going downtown Detroit all by myself. And so they, I, I wrote in, and I said, how about I do this in Detroit? And they were kind of intrigued by it, and they said, yeah, right away. And uh, so I went out, and I I took pictures of it all. Um, it's a, I think it's a public album on my Facebook page, so anybody can go and look at it. I think it's kind of fun, actually. And I took pictures of each step and what I found and what I eventually made out of it. And it was actually kind of – it was really fun, and it was kind of a success. I made an apple pie. How did you make the dough? What? 
that wasn't foraged. So I went to Trader okay. Joe's and got okay. whipped cream. Gotcha. <laughs> she stole <laughs> it. Stuff. I mean, she... yeah, there wasn't Crisco laying around. There wasn't right. butter. Right. Or That's flour. where my mind immediately went. It's like, yeah, well, I can see the apples, but where where was the pie crust sitting on the ground? Well, and I found I found a couple things. So I found a carrot that was like, have you ever found a wild carrot? They're kind of tiny and weird. Yeah, they're weird shapes and stuff. Yeah, so I found one of those. I found two bags of nerds, which didn't really count, I don't think. Um, I found some, I think they were crab apples that I have ended, ended up finding a lot of. Um, those are better for then, baking, though. The, the, the more sour the apple, the better for baking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and the pie actually turned out pretty well. And then I found, I took, I found some um, dandelion greens, and I picked those. And then I found wild garlic. So I sautéed the greens in the garlic and had that, and then I made apple pie. I'm looking at the pictures now. Where did you find that bottle of wine? Oh, in my kitchen. Okay. So, so I had to technically it was so in was Detroit. Whole, in the neighbor's house. <laughs> there was a whole preparation <laughs> phase where I went and had brunch and had it something, some sort of margarita. And then I went home and put wine in a travel mug for the trip because I wasn't driving. My husband was driving. Uh-huh. So I was like, well, I may as well make this as fun as possible. And uh, so I think there were several drinks consumed during that trip. Oh, yeah. Those carrots are rough looking. Those are yeah. rough looking. I did eat it. I mean, I, I, I cleaned it, and I scrubbed it, and then I just ate it. Mm-hmm. It was very tiny, though. Did If you would have come upon one of the wild dogs that have taken over Detroit, would you have shot it and eaten it? <laughs> no, and uh, my husband, oh. used to, since he used to live there, he's very familiar with that problem. So he used to live in Detroit, and he has a dog, and he's been cornered by those packs of wild dogs plenty of times. And you jump up on mm-hmm. a car, you pull up your dog, you carry your dog. Wait, this, so there's actually like a strategy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do a Michael Jackson. You get up there and you go, oh. <sighs> yeah, because they won't climb up on a car. But if you are strong enough to pick up your dog and take them up onto the roof of a car, you're fine. You just have to wait until they lose interest mm-hmm. and run away. Mm-hmm. This is why I don't want to live in the city. <laughs> uh, it's not the same thing in Dallas these days, right? It's not so bad, no. Okay. It's just too effing oh, hot. The- Even the dogs aren't going outside right now. Yeah, my dog goes outside to go to the bathroom, and then she's like, all right, that's enough. Fuck this, Aiden. I'm going back in. Yep. Oh, and the other thing as far as TBTL um, interaction is I did the American Pie to Time graph. Yes, I wrote that down. (laughs) So I don't know know why I was the first person to think of that. I I remember thinking of it, and I was like, I have to do this immediately before someone else does, and I, like, raced home to do it. I rarely have ideas where I'm like, that's a good one. But I was like, I must do this immediately. So I'm pretty proud of that. That was fun. Because as uh, as as a job, I am a biostatistician. So that's sort of my whole, that's my whole thing. I do charts and graphs and spreadsheets and, and stuff like that. Oh my goodness. That all sounds a little complicated for a woman. You may may want to leave that off to the fullest. <laughs> yeah. Do I, do I fall under the realm of, of lady scientist uh, in your brain? Yeah, You're awfully much. close. So let's yeah. not push it. Okay. How do I get that job? You have to go get a master's degree in biostatistics. Okay. Okay. We have it's a plan. Easy. It's on it's the fine. list. You can do it. It's on my to-do list for this weekend. You just get to spend the rest of your life with spreadsheets. It's great. Oh, Man. my gosh. That's my dream. Yep. Christy, do you have anything else uh, for Meredith before I set up the clip? Yes, I do, Mike. Thanks for asking. Mm-hmm. Um, Meredith, why does TBTL matter to you? Um, I think it's changed over the years. At first, at first it was like, I was just really drawn to the chemistry between Luke and Jen and Sean. I thought they were just so fun and entertaining. Um, and I think now it's more of like a comforting thing. It's sort of something that has stayed, even though it's changed, I still kind of feel like it's stayed the same while my life has changed a lot. So moving away from my family and friends for the first time has been kind of tough. That's been it's been a challenge. I've been here for three years now, and it's getting a lot easier, but it's been so not, even if even if the guys are talking about something super boring and I don't care at all about it, it's mm-hmm. nice to just turn it on every day. I know it's always going to be there, and it's just something fun to listen to, and I, I just, I've, I'm kind of comforted by it now. That's a good answer. No, why did you guys move to Dallas? Um, my husband got a job down here. Um, we weren't really okay. looking to, but... He kind of got stolen away from his old company because they made an offer that was kind of too good to turn down. So it was like, well, can we can we turn down a doubling of your salary? No, let's go. Uh, right. Yeah. Right. Eventually you can go back to Detroit and were, just by half the city. 
you know, we, we yeah. still own a house there. Nice, um, yes. And I don't, I don't think we're going to be here forever. We'll probably end up going back there, but I kind of like Love living it. in a new place. It's kind of fun adventure. And I like the warm weather. Um, I don't mind being away from the snow, the terrible, terrible, mm-hmm. terrible snow mm-hmm. in Michigan. So it's fun. I don't think we'll be, I don't think we're going to be here forever, but I like it for now. All right. Well, um, let me set up this clip. Uh, the ICP clip, uh, Meredith, was your favorite, and then you said there was yet another one that you actually submitted that I I haven't seen. What was what one was that? Oh, the Thunderdome diet. Oh, the Thunderdome diet. Okay, so um, I'm sure we'll get to that one eventually. But the one that you chose for Saturday, this Saturday, is uh, Jen. She was on her road trip. This is um, in 2000. This is August 5th, 2010. She was traveling around the country and. At this time, she was in Taos, which is New Mexico, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this clip for many, many reasons, but we'll get into it as soon as it's over. So, um, Pape, roll that beautiful bean footage. Hey, friendos. This is Luke. We're going to get to TBTL in just a moment. First, this quick reminder that our official sponsor is the new Ford Fiesta. It's a sweet ride at a sweet price. And if you'd like to check one out in person, you can go to Bowen Scarf Ford in Kent or Evergreen Ford in Issaquah or Lakewood Ford in Tacoma or All-Star Ford down there in Olympia. Or if you want to see one on the Skynets, you can go to mynewfiesta.com where you can see pictures of me and the new Ford Fiesta and also find out about these really cool events we're doing in August. All brought to you by the new Ford Fiesta. It's a pretty big deal. Mom, Dad, I've got a little surprise for the two of you. I think I might just buy you a 30-room mansion in Beverly Hills, California, complete with push-button phones. Look at this face. What do you see? Look at it, Dad. What do you see? What do you see? Say it. Say it. Well, it's a face. Yeah, but what kind of face? Uh, pale, pasty, psychotic. No, Dad, it's a neatly chiseled, well-groomed, drop-dead, handsome face. I'm going to become... A male model. Yeah, but Chris, you can't just walk into the glamorous, high-paying world of male modeling. It, it takes hard work. It takes dedication. And, and a semi-moderate amount of attractiveness. TBTL. And I'm going to get into the glamorous world of podcasting, starting with this Thursday afternoon edition of TBTL. It is the show that's probably too beautiful to live. Kittens, inspired by kittens. I'm your host, Luke Burbank, uh, weighing in at 184 pounds. This is episode 615 in a collector series uh, being recorded at the butt crack of dawn here in the Seattle area because I am... uh, Going to be getting on an airplane and going back to Chicago in just a few minutes so that I can uh, be a part of uh, the uh, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me experience heard on your finer public radio stations around the country on Saturday. Wish me luck. Uh, I'll need it because I uh, have not really looked at a newspaper or website very much in the last three weeks, and so I will find myself probably at a distinct uh, disadvantage. Uh, if I'm being a little bit quieter uh, than normal right now, it's because of a couple of things. Um, mostly, I don't want to wake up my neighbors because it's still, like, uh, sleepy times for them. And they have a new baby. I guess she's not that new, but they have a baby anyway. And uh, for some bizarre reason, even though it wasn't that warm last night, it is blazing hot in this house. I don't know if somebody... Uh, left out, um, you know, some hot lava or left the microwave on. But it is freaking super hot in here. And so uh, I'm not trying to uh, give you any ideas out there, uh, tens of listeners. But I am sitting here in my uh, in my briefs and no shirt and, uh, and no socks. About to run in the shower and uh, get ready to get on my flight. But anyway, if I make too much noise, the... Uh, uh, the neighbors and I don't know who else are going to come uh, uh, poking around, and they're just going to find a guy sitting here in the early morning darkness with almost no clothing on, talking into a microphone like he has imaginary friends. So we're trying to avoid that. And, by the way, I don't uh, just have imaginary friends. I have real friends, like the longtime producer of this here uh, imaginary radio show. Her name is Jen Flash Andrews, and she joins us uh, today uh, via Skype from beautiful Taos, 
in New Mexico. I love Jesus, but I drink a little. Hi. Uh, how, how's it hanging down there in Taos? Um, Taos is hella, hella, to quote Sean, hella messing with me, actually. <laughs> I, know, I never it's, thought um, I would hear you say those words. Taos is hella messing with me. What's going on? <laughs> Well, on my way here, I was, well, it was funny because when we were, like, looking it up before we came, it said, you know, if you're coming to Taos, you're obviously interested in, in art or in spirituality or in nature, which kind of threw me for a loop because I'm not interested in any of those things. <laughs> and so I thought, I'm going to Taos, so I should make it my business to be interested in those three things while I'm there. So uh, how's that going and, so far? Uh, well, the, the, so the first thing that happened was I went to the grocery store to get some groceries, and a, a guy who was about 25 approached me in the parking lot carrying his, his uh, one-year-old baby, and he said, hey, could I ask you a question? Are you, like, into art at all? And I said, excuse me? And he said, do you like art at all? And I thought, wow, this is, like, it's happening right off the bat. <laughs> Am I going to be interested in art? <laughs> so I said, uh, yeah, I, I like art. And he said, well, um, would you be interested in looking at some of my artwork and maybe purchasing some? And I said, here in, here in the grocery store parking lot? And he said, well, I'm a house painter, and uh, it's been, you know, we've been having a lot of rain, and I haven't been able to work. And um, so I just thought I'd bring all my art out, every, all the art I've ever done, and see if I can sell some. So I said, okay. So now, see, here's he brought out his, here's the his little Flash. manila folder. Here's the problem for you, Flash, is that if you were, like, still living in Seattle, having your normal life, you would be late for something, or at least you'd have somewhere to be. So you could be like, oh, I would love to, but I'm, you know, on my way to fill in the blank. But because you're on a sojourn, you always have time to look at a dude's art in a parking lot. Exactly. There was no – and I had just decided that while I was in Taos, I was going to be interested in art and spirituality right. and nature. So I stopped. I looked through his stuff, and so he – it's all just completely like sketches and all sorts of like um, lizards, like little little colored lizards, and it was just all this um, pen and ink drawings. And so he pulled out this one and he said, and it was just like it looks like flowers and maybe a bug. Hmm. And he said this one is obviously about the struggle against intolerance. <laughs> And I said, how much? Because at that point, I just thought, I need to just buy something and move along. So he said, uh, I'm thinking $10. And I said, great. So I pulled $10 out, and I bought this 8 by 10 piece of copy paper with little pictures of flowers and bugs that oh, is, is obviously the, a stand against intolerance. This is the thing that we, we have up at the at the tbtl.net, the thing mm -hmm. that you sent me. I didn't, mm -hmm. I, didn't put those, I didn't put that all together. I thought that – for some reason, I thought the thing that you emailed me was like a – a flowy, like a scarf that had been dyed or something. Oh, okay. So if people want to see this, they can go to a tbtl.net right now. I will tell you that, and I'm not good with art. Like I don't, as you know, I don't get, uh, when we, when we read books together for book clubs and things, I don't, <laughs> I don't get the sort of larger, um, you know, point being made. So when I saw this picture, I did not see the struggle against intolerance. It <laughs> was not my first take. Well, you got to look at it for a while. Oh, it's like one I of those magic eye things? Does it turn into a waterfall against intolerance? Yes. <laughs> After a long time in Taos, <laughs> that is exactly what happens. And enough drugs. So I bought, this, <laughs> I bought this piece of art, and I don't have any idea what to do with it now. But um, I have it sitting on my table here in my room I rented. So I was feeling like, okay, that's good. I've, you know, I'm, I'm embracing art here in Taos. By the and way, so then I, I wanted to like. I thought you were going to say that uh, he was going to tell you the baby was art and it was for sale. <laughs> I would have known what to do with that a lot more than I know what to do with this. Um, okay, so so okay, so like strike one for uh, your mm -hmm. embra embracing of art. All right, well, what happened next? Um, and I want to warn people that I'm going to use a bad word. I rarely use bad words just in my regular everyday life, but um, you'll understand in a minute. So if there's kids listening, maybe turn it off for a minute. Okay. So I decided that I wanted to then embrace my spiritual side. So yesterday I put on this really, really long flowy skirt, and I put on flowy clothes, and I decided to walk into town and just be kind of open to the vibes mm -hmm. in the little town. Yeah. And I was feeling pretty good about myself. I put my hair back in, in braids, and I just felt super earth mothery and, like, ready to embrace whatever was going to happen, you know, just super into the vibes of Taos. Yes. And so I was walking down the street to town in my long, white, flowy skirt, and a guy in a 
1985 Nissan Sentra, bashed in on the back, <laughs> pulled up next to me, and he threw, <laughs> he threw <laughs> a hamburger at me. What? What? <laughs> he threw a hamburger at me. <laughs> like, and it, like, exploded all over my white skirt. What? <laughs> Are you joking? Exploded. No, he threw it right at me. He pulled up next to me, and he threw it at me, and then he laughed maniacally and drove off, and I was standing there with hamburger all over my skirt in the middle of the road. Oh, my God. Jennifer, what do you, like, what, what, how do you, like, react to that? What is your next move is you're standing there with hamburger all over you? I totally started like sobbing hysterically really i was crying so hard that i couldn't even i was crying in that way where you're like because <laughs> i couldn't believe I, I i at first i was just stunned i couldn't believe it had happened and then i thought why would somebody be so mean to me yeah and then the vibe the taos vibe hit me which was I probably deserved that, and it was my karma. Oh my God! No, don't! No, 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 no! Don't! Don't turn this back around on you, Flash. <laughs> You've had it. Well, I, all I could think of was this was probably why this was the spirituality part of Taos is that I deserved to get a hamburger thrown at my crotch in my white skirt. How old was this dude? <laughs> oh, like twenty. Did you um? Did you alert the local Taos authorities? No. Do you think I should? Do you think they'd want to know about that? Well, first of all, they probably. I mean, I wasn't hurt. I was hurt in my heart. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a, a that's a huge part of your existence, Jennifer. You you got more heart than most people, so that's a uh, that's not a small thing. And also, like, first of all, they probably know this dude because he. How many Nissan Sentras with a bashed-in back are driving around Taos? By the way, I get the sense that those cars were made with a bashed-in back because I don't think I've ever seen one that <laughs> like there's certain kind of cars that you feel like they just rolled off the production line and they were already rusting out and crashed into because <laughs> that's the only condition. Yeah, there was no, there was no time that they were pristine. <laughs> that's right. Um, but uh, and and also like uh, you know that is a that's an assault on your person even though it's not like you know physically dangerous it's it's emotionally dangerous for you because like what a humiliating thing jen i'm so sorry that happened to you it was totally humiliating i felt like i was i couldn't like at first you were you go through the whole like you know why was it because i was wearing this white skirt did that make him mad was i being too flowy like what did i do wrong am i fat that went through my mind like a million things went through my mind like what did i do to bring this on me and then and then I thought, and I bought that motherfucking piece of $10 art the other day. Where is my good karma? Oh, my gosh. That's what I was yelling in the street. Oh, my gosh. So then you just, what, you flowed on back to your rented uh, uh, apartment with just, like, schmutz all over you? Just with your head down, like sad Charlie Brown walk? Totally, and I was totally crying, and I was just going. I was like, and 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 why would he do that? And and, and it's just so awful. And Jason's like, let's just change your clothes and and try again. I'm like, no, I just want to go home. So I just went home and I changed into my robe and I went back to bed. Oh, Jennifer. So uh, I'm I'm heading out again today. I'm gonna try again. I'm not wearing anything flowy, but I am going to attempt again to have a good. <laughs> A good vibe experience. If this guy pulls up and throws a corn dog or chimichanga at you, I'd say you shoot to kill. Seriously, though, that was what I was going to tell you is I haven't left the house since it happened. Oh. And I'm like, what if he's, like, driving around looking for me? You know, like that, like in Better Off Dead. <laughs> Jen, you here's the thing. If you, if you happen to walk by a cop, like... You should tell them about this, and here's why. Did I ever tell you about the time some kids shot at me in Arlington, Virginia? No. When I was um, uh, working for NPR in, in D.C., I was, like, covering Congress. I was staying in Ar for a while in Arlington, Virginia, and um, one night I was, like, walking from the, um, like, metro stop to my little apartment uh, kind of late at night, and uh, I was walking by this Chinese restaurant and uh, on, like, Garfield Street in Arlington, for folks who uh, live out that way. And suddenly the door, the glass door of the Chinese restaurant exploded. And I was like, that's odd. And then a window exploded. And then I thought, this man hates cans. 
He's shooting at the he, this man hates windows. That was an homage to the jerk when he's shooting the cans. But anyway, so <laughs> so I, I was so anyway, I like I like suddenly my mind put together that those uh, things aren't exploding on their own. They're exploding because something's hitting them. And I turn around and there is a car full of uh, 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 no good nicks. Some kids who have like a super duper high powered like air rifle pellet gun that's like on steroids. It's not quite. I don't think it was a real gun, but it was like something that you know could do major damage if it hit you. And they were shooting at me, and yeah. they were missing, and they were totally sh- shooting the shit out of this Chinese restaurant. So I was like, well, that was kind of you know dangerous. So I went home, and I but I thought, ah, why would I call the cops? And I was like. You know, I might as well. So I called the cops and I just said, hey, you know, some guy tried to shoot me and they took a little report and I didn't think much of it. And I didn't hear from them uh, uh, for like six or eight months. And I was back living in L.A. and I get a call from like the Arlington Police Department and they said, "Um, we caught the kids that tried to shoot you. Can you come back to Arlington to testify against them? And uh, like they had gone on a spree that night and they had just like shot up a bunch of cars and like stolen a bunch of crap and just totally raised hell and some part of it got back to someone and then like the police pulled them one of them in and then he flipped on the other ones and they totally caught these dudes who did this and i think they pled out so i didn't actually have to go back but i was like totally amazed at the criminal justice system or at least the police part of it that it like worked they caught these kids who tried to rub me out in arlington virginia so maybe I should report it. I mean, yeah, like, you know, because maybe this guy has been going around, um, you know, throwing uh, other food items at, at other people. Maybe this is his thing, and and, uh, and, and, and and they might actually catch him. And don't you think that, at the very least, he should know that that's not a victimless crime, like that that's really – like that ruined your day and possibly your, your week? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's what I kept thinking is I'm sure to him that was just this funny thing like, hey, there's a girl in a white skirt. Let me ruin it. Like, I'm sure he didn't. It wasn't even about me. It was just like, hey, she's wearing a white skirt and I can splatter all over it. But, you know, it totally ruined my day and made me feel so bad and made me feel like I was worthless. And then it made me feel like I deserved it. I mean, I went through this whole like process. It was crazy. And they don't sell any alcohol at all in any of the stores here. You have to go out of the town to the liquor store. And so I didn't even have any boots. Oh, Jen, that's the worst. That's the worst part of this whole story. Yep. Well, and also, you know, um, th- uh, weirdly enough, though, in Taos, you can get peyote at every store, <laughs> but it's just no <laughs> no booze. If you want to go on a vision quest, you can do that um, at uh, any of any of the stores there. Um, okay, so so uh, you said you you were going to embrace art and spirituality and nature. Is there a way in which nature has taken a steaming dump on you since you've been in Taos? Well, just in that, um, so the whole thing is that you you can stay in these little pueblos, and, you know, they're super, super old, hundreds of years old, and um, it's this way of, like, kind of, they're like earth houses, and you're kind of connected to the earth, Uh and all the energy is passive and all this stuff, and so we rented this little room in one of those, and unfortunately, out of every single window is the most, like, five trailers that have been welded together with like 60 dogs tied in the back (laughs) under a tarp i mean like out of every window is the craziest jerry-rigged house housing situation you've ever seen could not be any further from natural well jen the thing is who's gonna tow your trailer except for your team of 49 pit bulls who are welded together on a <laughs> on a chain that's how you get your trailer around is your team of sled pit bull dogs well this is i mean this is the thing that i'm realizing is i hate taos and every single experience i've had here has been bad and and i started noticing that everything that all the tens have sent me about what they love about taos is between 20 and 80 miles away and so i think when people say they love taos i think they mean they love like the desert around taos yeah um it's a, a strange thing happens um, with these places that are uh, kind of, uh, you know, themselves sort of a paradise is that a lot of people have to live in, in and near the paradise in order to make it happen. Like people have to work at the hotels and people have to like polish the, um, uh, you know, the, the silver bracelets or whatever. And those people <laughs> usually their reality is, is, is less than a paradise. I mean, when we were staying out at this uh, lake, you know, the lake itself, the houses are, are sort of, you know, pretty nice or whatever, but you go like one block away from anyone who's vacationing there 
And it's, I mean, I talked about it on the show. It's like Jeep parked on the front lawn for 10 years kind of stuff. You know what I mean? And just like wild dogs running the streets. And it's like the problem with Paradise is that all the people that live there are screwing it up for people like you and me, Jen. <laughs> I mean, I definitely am getting the vibe that the people who live in Taos are struggling a lot more financially than like you always hear how Julia Roberts lives here. I don't think she lives here in Taos proper because people in Taos proper are struggling. So it's the outskirts. I mean, are there a bunch of like, like places you can go to? I don't know, meditate or, or, or. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's the minute you get, you know, maybe five miles out, it's just all desert with all these like communes and meditation centers and spas and you know the all of that. But but I thought what I thought is it would be so fun to stay right in Taos because I thought it would be this really vibrant, artsy, interesting community. But it's just really mean people who throw hamburgers at me and guys who sell me their crazy pieces of art in the grocery store. And the lady next door screams at her kid all day long, and the dogs bark constantly because they're all chained. Um, You know, Jen, yesterday on the show we talked about how um, since you guys are really only in, you and Jason are only in that part of the country because of my uh, decision that we should do a TBTL live show from L.A., um, in, other yeah. words, in other words, I'm responsible. I'm indirectly responsible, or I guess you could say directly responsible for every bad thing that's happened to you this week. <laughs> it was as if I hurled a hamburger at you at your white skirt. <laughs> it was basically what happened. And I asked you yesterday to please only report good news so I don't feel so bad. But it sounds like there is no good news to report from Taos. I know. I, I forgot that I had agreed to that. Yeah. But you know what? I, I have to tell the truth. All right. The reason I like this clip is I'm right there with Jen as far as these type of places. The places with the transcendental meditation okay. people, the, the, the street fairs, and the, all of the jade jewelry, and just so much holistic bullshit. Um, and the, what really got to me was when she, she was having a hard time there, and we'll talk about why she's having a hard time there. But she's having a hard time there. She's not enjoying it, and they don't sell liquor in that place. Can you imagine going to a place like that if you're a person like me or Jen and then you're just looking around going, "Well, I know I only know one way to cope with this and it's not here." Yeah, you <laughs> have to drive. It's a dry county. You have to go somewhere else and you have to bring it. So you have to really come prepared if you're going to Taos. That was horrifying. I don't know yes. why they were there because it doesn't sound like Jason seen did did uh I didn't listen to the entire show yet. Did did they ever mention why they happened to be well, they're going to Everyone do... Everyone told them how great it was, right? Well, there's that, yes. But also, Luke kind of took responsibility for it. So if, if you haven't listened to this whole episode, it's definitely worth it because the rest of it is great. Um, but they're going to do... This is right before the, um, the TBTL Loves LA live show. And so since they're traveling around the country, they decided to stay near the Southwest so that they could be close to LA for this show. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why they're there. They're going to Utah after this, so- to Moab. Emily remembered the remembered the Jen part of the story where she got the hamburger thrown on her and, and ruined her dress. She did not remember the Luke story about being shot at in uh, was it Virginia or Washington D.C.? Arlington. It was in Arlington. Okay, he was living in D.C. He got shot at or someone shot out the windows while he was walking around in Arlington. And I didn't remember that either. I actually didn't remember either one. But um, but because he was encouraging Jen to go well. Maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves. He was encouraging Jen to go to the police. Right. And, and, um, but I want to ask you all this, like I would rather have a hamburger thrown on me and have to change my clothes. But, but I think there are, there are some women out there that would rather have some stray bullets land near them than be humiliated by having food thrown on them in public. So, well, it depends on if it's a dry clean only skirt. So there are qualifiers yeah, to this bullets? question. Right. <laughs> actual bullets sure. or the kind that he had? Uh, what what kind were they? It was like an air I thought they were like a pellet oh, gun. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He said it was serious. It was like probably a high-powered BB gun. Yeah, put an eye out, um, mm-hmm. really hurt you, yes. sting you. Okay. Yeah, I mean, dry clean only is a good point. Um, do I? How far do I have to walk mm-hmm. in looking like this? Um, what kind of condiments were on that burger? Right. I mean, if it's ketchup and mustard, then, that's not coming Yeah, then out. that skirt is ruined forever. Yeah, and mustard is a yeah mustard is a very stubborn stain, and ketchup is just embarrassing for a woman, I'm sure, depending on where it hits you on the dress. 
And she sort of said it was in her crotch. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you don't want that. You don't want. No, that. it's emotionally scarring. I, I I totally agree. But let me tell you, getting hit with anything is kind of well. That that's why I wanted to tell a quick story. Um, after I moved to Austin, Emily had uh, two dogs. They were siblings. Um, one of them looked like a hound, and one of them looked like a pit bull. So they were some kind of a mix. And I would walk them individually. I would take them on very long walks in the heat so that they would be calm at night and sleep all night. And I had already walked the hound on this long route. It was probably a mile and a half, two miles. And then I picked up the one that looks like a pit bull. It was Jack. And I was walking him. And this was sometime around, uh, I think it was probably, yeah, it was after um, Halloween. So there's pumpkins everywhere, right? So it's not too hot out there. We're walking around. And I see... A truck uh, coming at us. We're walking on the sidewalk about uh, like six blocks up from our house. And I see a guy lean out of the pickup, and he has a pumpkin in his hand. And as they get closer to us, he heaves the pumpkin as hard as he can at us just walking down the road. And it hits the ground about three feet away from Jack. And I'm on the other side of Jack, so it comes closest to him. And then the pumpkin just explodes, you know, just around our feet. So it doesn't really get us messy or anything <clears throat> but i i turned around me and jack we turned around and we chased that truck all the way to the corner until it turned and i i guess in my mind i was thinking i don't want these guys thinking that that um i wasn't going to do anything um i don't know the circumstances of the hamburger um was was jason there Maybe I wasn't listening close enough, but was Jason there? And did they try to do anything about no. this hamburger situation? I don't think so. She didn't make that no. clear. I think she was by herself. Don't you think, Chrissy? Yes, that's what I took. Because yeah, she was so she was so sad and so affected, and and I can feel for that because I still think about that sometime, and I don't think about it on my behalf. Um, I'm like, oh yeah, some guys lean out of a truck want to throw a pumpkin at some dummy walking down the street. That that's actually probably pretty funny if you're a certain age. But why are you throwing a pumpkin at a dog? This poor dog, he doesn't know anything, you know? It's, I don't know. Yeah. It made me really sad. It still makes me sad. Why would someone do that? It's horrible. Because they're terrible. I mean, what do you do? Do you go and brag to your friends? I threw a hamburger on some lady. Oh, way to go, bud. Nice work. <laughs> yeah, good job. He probably, like, just got back from, ta- or from like, McDonald's and just had it in his car. And what, what drives someone to do something like that? I do not know. None of that makes any sense Maybe to me. Maybe it's and lack plus, of the availability of alcohol. That thing, wouldn't you? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, why is he wasting that? I'm surprised there is any meat available in Taos. <laughs> it's, you don't want to eat it's it. It's a vegan county. You have to drive outside of the <laughs> county. Oh, I'm sure it probably is. I'm surprised they, they're not throwing garden burgers at Tofurky. Ugh. So did Luke go testify uh, about okay. the uh, shots? No, he didn't have to. It sounds like they pled out, and so he didn't have to go back. Did they he did see call the perpetrator? Though. I don't know. Because I was wondering why he, he even got called. He didn't go Because it sounded like the, the glass shattered, and then he ran. So Oh, he called like... the cops later. He called them, like, the next day and just oh. said, hey, mm-hmm. did this. And they okay. took down his information. And they had... Yeah, and they had gone on a on a streak of just stealing stuff and shooting up windows and shooting at cars and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, Jen thought that she bought herself some goodwill by buying some art, but <laughs> I think when you when you buy art insincerely, it doesn't buy you any goodwill. When you buy art just to make someone go away, I don't think it buys you goodwill. What buys you goodwill is to like appreciate and like the art and then get it. So. And ten dollar art, what was it? Bugs and flowers that represented mm-hmm. on copy paper against intolerance. Right? Obviously. Yeah, obviously. obviously it was. What would you guys rather have? <laughs> would you rather have something pulled out of this guy's sketchbook of, of bugs and flowers, or would you rather have, like, a, a, show, shoot, a show sheet of TVTL with, like, some Luke swears on it? Um, no. Do I have to pick between those <laughs> You don't two? want either? I'll choose a hamburger to the crop. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the show sheet because I want to see how he self-consciously refers to himself on the show sheet. Yeah, that's true. But it is it is true that if you're writing a pretty detailed show sheet and you have several people on the show, you do kind of have to refer to yourself. Um, if you're all sharing that sheet, then people think, well, I don't feel that way. I don't know why you're putting words in my 
Well, then use third person. But he seems to be second guessing himself about it all the time. Yeah. And I'm not a, I'm not, you know, nowhere near. I mean, I am a completist in all the swag that has come out. I will not be bidding for that. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bobby made a note that I wanted to touch on. And they transitioned right out of this clip. They transitioned Nikki to K's. Um, she has arranged a date via a crush note. And I think this episode is after the crush note episode because Luke's talking about how none of those crush note dates ever work. Um, I didn't, I got into like five minutes past when they started talking about it, but Meredith, was there an outcome on the Nikki crush note date? Yes. What happened? So Mm -hmm. Jen produced this date for her (laughs) and Jen and, (laughs) And her husband went to lunch with the, with the other two of them. Oh. So it was like a double date. He wasn't expecting that. Um, and Jen left kind of earlier in the day and to go set up for, uh, I guess, a Denver show, a live show or something. And um, they ended up, uh, Nikki and her date ended up talking for eight hours. Hmm. That's good news, bad news situation to me. You either are are going to be soulmates forever or you're not sexually interested in each other. Well, then they they also went on a 20-mile bike ride later, I guess maybe the next day or something. Mm -hmm. And there was one of the greatest lines uh, was was Luke (laughs) saying, well, Jen, you'd only do that for someone you really loved. And she goes, yeah, you know what? I would never do that. (laughs) 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 Well, also, I remember, and maybe I'm misremembering this that Nikki with two K's actually got married. And I'm wondering if it's to this Brad. Does anyone remember? Oh, well, let me look it up. Cause it sounds like you just have like a a portfolio on her. (laughs) Open her file. Uh, I was just, I tall Breckenridge. Oh yeah. He sounded dreamy. They described him as a grown up. Yeah. I like that. No, I don't think she's on Facebook anymore, anymore, or like most women, she's blocked me. Understandable. Yeah. yeah. It's a matter well, of time. You shouldn't keep, keep a portfolio on her. No, I actually was one of the few uh, tens that did not have a con Nikki. I liked her. I met her a few times, and I really liked her, but I was, not, I was not crushing on her. I don't know why. There may be some gene missing, because every guy who listened to TBTL was in love. Hmm. She sounded like fun. I could see that. Yeah, she sounded like a lot of fun, but I think I, I agree with uh, our guest that we had, um, Michael, back in the day when he said she sounded like someone who who I would have been in love with who would, who would have easily rejected me or or who would have, who would have uh, was way too active for me. It just wouldn't work out. Like you've already you've already worked it out in your mind that it'll never work. But that didn't stop him from crushing. It did stop me. I, I guess I'm more of a realist. I don't want to get involved with a relation in a relationship with a woman I can't keep up. So he she probably real- doesn't even own any tonight pants. No, no. <laughs> Maybe some cut off some cut off ski pants. You know, oh. she comes home, she just wants to let her calves breathe. Like, changes into the exact same pants she wears all the- day. <laughs> the first time she suggested a push up competition, dumped. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, we can have the competition, and I'll be watching watching you during. <laughs> Um, do you guys have anything else on this clip? Um, there was a couple things in the intro. Do you remember listening to that? And Luke was saying it was very hot. I remember the Ford Fiesta. Spot. Well, there was that. That was also fantastic. <laughs> yeah. That was a good blast. It's a sweet ride for a sweet <laughs> price. <laughs> right, exactly. He was talking about how it was very hot in his house. It was like early in the morning. Uh-huh. And he said, he just made this little one-off comment that maybe somebody left out some hot lava. Like, yeah, that's why your house is hot. That's how it works. That's how summer works. Oh, the carpet. Yes, yes. The carpet is definitely hot lava. That's why your house is hot. Yeah. And then also there was a, there was a very long, long, long pause when Luke asks Jen. So at the very beginning, he asks her like, what's going on? And there's this long, just TBTL, perfect blank, empty, nothing space. I and thought that was just beautiful. That's because that's because either audio problems or she was pissed and getting ready to tell the story. It kind of I assume it was a Skype issue, but yes, who knows. It seemed like she was gathering herself a little because she usually doesn't come on and tell pissed off stories. She works up to that, but she was really upset and Yeah, because Taos was hella messing with her. <laughs> Fuck. 
child. Bless her. I love that with. line. <laughs> it was hella messing with her. <laughs> Christy, you have anything else on the clip? Um, I don't. I loved it. I love the. Uh, I mean, I don't love that that happened to her. Um, I was really sad when she said that. She, all the things went through her mind, like maybe they think I'm ugly or they think I'm mm. fat. If I was her friend at the time, it. I would have said, or that she deserved it, right? I at the time, if I was her friend, I probably would have said, no, they probably thought you needed to eat a burger because you were too skinny. Aww. That's what Good I would have gone. <laughs> Way to have that one holstered. I yeah. like that one. Maybe maybe yeah. they thought my uh, my Jack needed to eat a pump. Those guys were hanging out of the picnic. Well. I, yeah, I also just would want to know more about the burger, maybe. Like, where was it from? Was it a McDonald's burger? Or was it, you know, a fancy one? Do you think they one? allow... How much did they waste They don't on allow this? McDonald's in Bainbridge Island. I don't think they'll allow McDonald's in Taos. <laughs> <laughs> and and was it was it a whole one? Or did they just decide they're done and they're like, hey, there's a Target? You know, I've been I to need, McDonald's I need to know more in about Taos this. before. Or maybe at least it was just outside of Taos. Mm-hmm. And it was my first experience with, like, regional McDonald's food. They have, you know, burgers with jalapenos on them because mm. it's in the southwest. Right, right. Oh, yeah, down here there's a lot of that mm-hmm. stuff, especially like Dairy Queen and stuff. Really? It's all Texas style. Yeah. White gravy and hmm. bullshit jalapenos on everything. Yep. All right. Um, so here's how to get involved. Go to littleredbandwagon.com. Um, Meredith did that, filled out the form, I guess, maybe twice at this but uh, we eventually got her on. Uh, you can go to Facebook. You can go to the Stents page and join in that conversation. Good luck to you. Or you can go to our page where we post a lot of cool pictures and everything that's posted there is pretty relevant to the site. Uh, personal Twitters, yes. at Drew McFrizz, at Kissy Eyes, K-S-S-I-E-Y-E-S, at Joy Steeler. That is my wife. Um, she's doing a lot of tweeting lately. Very funny. Uh, show Twitters, at LRB Podcast. Email us, little red bandwagon at gmail.com. Voicemail is 802-432-TBTL, 802-4285. Those are all the ways to get in touch. Christy, a little bit of housekeeping, and we're going to talk about the project here. Let me ask Meredith before this is over. Meredith, are you involved with the archiving project? Yes, I am. I just finished my first week. What is that week? You did. It was actually, that's how I got this clip. So it was August 2 until August, I don't know, what would that be? Six or something um, of 2010. And it was it was great fun. It was really fun to sit and listen to them. The The form is very easy to fill out. Um, and then there's also a great Facebook page. Um, TBTL is archivists, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for, for support and questions. Way to sell it. Christy, what else you got on that? Yeah. Um, well, I was just going to give a little update. There, at, um, at the present, there's 245 weeks of TBTL. And we have 10 weeks done. So at this rate, it'll take us <laughs> seven months to get this done. That's not bad. If Luke stops recording today. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, I since think... I'm done with my first week, I'm going to email and request a second week, which we can also do. So we can do more than one week. Yes. She's a model student. Yes. Well, uh, Meredith, thank you very much for coming on tonight. It's been a pleasure getting to know you over the last six to eight weeks uh, since we started commiserating over the Stens page. And... <laughs> um this was a delightful time and yeah thanks for having me guys until next time this is the next party and i know jen we were just talking about you um and i feel bad that that happened to you and know that it was because you were so thin and we love you Well, I don't think it's Flames of Love, but they have, they went on like a 20 mile bike ride together, which I would only do that with someone I loved. Yeah, you wouldn't even do that with someone you loved. No, that's true. I would never do that. <laughs>